Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Yes, sir, it is Friday. Welcome on in The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That was Sounds of the Week, brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. 833-3333 for Action Plumbing. I am Austin Horton, not Jake Scott. Uh, I've always wanted to be Jake Scott. Today I get to kind of be Jake Scott. But the star of the show is the one and only Gordon Monson, safely social distancing at home. Gordo, happy Friday, man. Man, the star of the show. I, I like the sound of that. Uh, can we can we make that official? With uh, not just with you, but with Jake every single day. <laughs> the I've big never show even, featuring I, Gordon Monson with Jake Scott. Yes. I like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't you used to have a show that was called pretty much that exact thing? Yeah, the show. Well, the show was the Gordon Monson show, and uh, that was funny because. Uh, <laughs> The the title of the show didn't even mention Jake. Yeah. I'm sure he really liked it. He's a humble guy. He doesn't need recognition oh, for all the man. hard work. Yeah. That, those were the days, man. It's just, it was sorry, uh, the star of the show. I, <laughs> oh, well, man. Hold on, hold on. I'm just... I've got to gather myself because I'm just not used to that kind of treatment uh, because, as you know... Uh, Austin B. <laughs> playing the integral role that you play on the show every day. Why are you that, laughing uh, while you say that? Uh, <laughs> I just, you jerk. Uh, <laughs> I just, that's not the treatment I typically get from Jake, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it where I can get it. Thank you very much. It's not typically uh, the treatment you get from me either. And just wait till we get no. the Gordon's list open. Uh, <laughs> oh boy and and you know what before we get too far into things i had someone ask me a few weeks ago why i dislike you and that hurt me to my core because i i I didn't think i was making any bones about it i I, dislike isn't a strong enough word no i'm just (laughs) but really people think that i don't like you and it couldn't be further from the truth i have nothing but honor and respect for you but i like to tease you too well, that's what we do. That's what we do here. I mean, I don't know how how uh, the other guys feel about it. I mean, you constantly hear PK giving DJ a hard time, and uh, that's uh, that, that's that's. Uh, if you let me say it this way, on our station, if you don't do that, then something's messed up. You know, if you don't do that, then there's probably an actual problem Ugh. going on right so if, if people aren't giving you the business that's because they don't care about you enough is what you're telling me <laughs> well i mean that's the way i just always sort of assumed it was uh, <laughs> if if we have to start actually believing all this the trash that we throw at each other on a regular basis then <laughs> then uh then yeah I, I, that's that's just the way i chose to view it tell me if i'm wrong 
No, you're right, because some of the stuff we say and do would be acts of war in other workplaces. <laughs> uh, but here it's just, it's it's more like a, a bro hug, but instead of hugging, which we can't do right now anyway, we just make fun of each other. And that's, yeah, that means you're loved and appreciated. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah it's Tuesday. But I haven't heard Hans mock Friday. me very much lately. I wonder if he really does hate my guts. We'll have to look into that. I don't know. Who is the best <laughs> at, at just, uh, at just the chucking it? At, uh, Lloyd. At... Lloyd Q. Cole. I heard today on the Hanson Scotty show that Scotty was convinced that Lloyd was giving him sarcasm and being a, a jerk, and Lloyd was actually genuinely saying, I hope you have a good weekend. And Scotty was like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you, what do you, what's going on today? And, I, and that's because that's what Lloyd does. He's the master of making sure you don't know whether or not he's joking. Uh, Mike from IT hashtag. So that I would say Lloyd. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we Are you sad I didn't it. say you? That you're not the best trash talker? Is that, should I have said no. you? Oh, okay. No, not at all. I know I'm not the best <laughs> at that for sure. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's the way we roll around here, and it's fun, and I enjoy it. And thanks for uh, – how how's it feel to be behind the microphone again, uh, Austin, since you've been – you've had those roles. You've had yeah. the role of, uh, of producing for many years, executive producing, and you've had your own show. You've had done this many, many times before, but does it feel good? It feels good. Uh, it feels, you know, it's it's. People would say it's like getting back on a bike, but it doesn't feel like that, because as you say, how does the how's it feel to be behind the mic again? This microphone, we've sprayed it seventy six times just today with disinfectant, <laughs> and yet all I can think is all the gross fellas here at the station that have talked into this very microphone in the last six days. And so, how does it feel to be in front of this microphone? Uh, unnerving. Is my my answer there? But exciting because you at had the same your, time. You what? Did you have a personal microphone in the producer's uh, room? <laughs> no, uh, well, not a personal microphone. But there's only two other producers in the daytime, whereas there's how many? The, the four hosts sit at this mic, or three mm. hosts sit at this mic. Okay. So yeah, it's so, one more one more person. Would you declare your? And by the way, why don't you introduce who's producing our show today? Uh, our our producer today is the uh, fit and clean shaven Alex Lundy Lundberg. Hi, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. How how has the uh, pandemic <laughs> been treating you? We don't see you around these parts much. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but uh, it's good to be back here. You know, shake off the rust a little yeah. bit and kind of get back into the groove of things. Well, Gordon, the good news for Alex is that it's been a minute. He has to shake off the rust, and we have all new equipment today. So, uh, <laughs> not only is he expected to be thrown in the deep end and not drown, but here's a cinder block to hold over your head at the same time. It's so, uh, so yeah, they're yeah. basically asking me to take my driver's test with a brand new Lamborghini. So. <laughs> That's right. And do not wreck it. No drinking that, or eating in my Lamborghini. Austin, uh, he uh, sent out a picture of that thing on Twitter, right? He tweeted that out. Right. And, uh, man, I, uh, picture me behind that board. No. Uh, <laughs> I already went to therapy this week. I don't need to do another session. <laughs> How, how how do you how do you guys compare the uh, not that this is scintillating radio or anything, but it, 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 it it's Friday, it, yeah, it's a holiday. How would you compare the old board with the new one? 
Uh, the old board was, it was a beautiful board. It was a beautiful piece of machinery. It did a lot of cool stuff. It was, you know, I've worked with three or four different boards in my time, and it was my favorite that I had worked with to this point in my career. But this one, it's literally, it's almost like we thought we were driving a Porsche 911, which is something you can relate to, Gordon, and now we're driving, I don't know, an Alfa Romeo, which is maybe or not something you can also relate to. So it was one was really nice, and now this one's just a hundred grand nicer. I mean, just nicer. No, <laughs> Alfa Romeo. It depends on all luxury car or or uh, what do you want to call them? Or uh, high end vanity vehicle uh, yes. driving machines made by different companies. They all make various. Uh, models that are better than others uh, unless you i mean some people favor one brand over over others but uh hmm. i don't know who puts these things together who even makes these boards that are so elaborate uh someone who's really 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 smart and very 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 rich because they're like the only game the the in the biz uh, you need something you need a new button that'll be eight thousand dollars please and just transfer it right to me via venmo so a very smart right. person that i wish i had gotten into it before they did can we get one other item uh, under control sure. here before we uh, before you lay out the schedule of the mm -hmm. show, uh, Alex? Uh, did we ever figure out uh, how we should refer to you? I mean, because everyone calls you Lundy, right? Yeah, that's right. So, would you prefer Lundy or would you prefer Alex? Uh, you know, honestly, I usually introduce myself as Lundy. I tell people it's you know. So, because that's usually what they end up calling me anyway, and so that's kind of turned into my preference. Now, wait, can you do that, Gordon? Can you introduce yourself <laughs> via nickname? I don't. That's kind of a break in a rule, can. isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think I like think I he's thought only Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace, could do that. I I, I don't know that Alex no. Lundberg can just say hi. I'm Lundy. <laughs> I think uh, call me it, Lundy. <laughs> I think we should go with that because it has a certain. Well, that's the reason people called you that in the first place. Even your parents call you Lundy, right? Yeah, that's true. Like they do not. They they, they do? really do. Yeah. Okay, then I guess my we parents, can. my yeah. siblings, like it's, it's. But their last name is Lundberg too. Yeah, but I'm like they all just know me as Lundy. Like it's <laughs> just I don't know. It just it just happened. Okay. I mean, I I don't make the rules. I just you know kind of follow what society dictates. And 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 you're not raised in like a military or football family where they everyone gets called by their name, right? Like you're not Lundy and they're Lundberg and they're Lundson. It's Oh yeah, there's like, You actually have names. Yeah, all, all right. of my siblings go by their first name except for me. And I go by Lundy. So it's just I don't know. Wow. It worked out that way somehow. And when they and I think we need to honor that because uh DJ and PK I mean, they didn't pick those nicknames for themselves, and yet we all refer to them that way. So if Lundy wants to be Lund Lundy, uh, I'd say, yeah, let's go with it. All right, Lundy it is. We'll call you Lundy right. until uh, you do something that makes me mad, and then I'll come up with a worse name for you. How's and then that? it's Kyle. 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 That was, did Scotty accidentally call you Kyle? Yeah, it was Scott. While you were producing a Utah State broadcast? And at the time, we did not have a Kyle on staff <laughs> weeks later we did but at that time there was no kyle on staff that was funny all right what, well uh, yeah, why do you do why do you do that uh yeah i don't know it's scotty <laughs> it's he's called me worse so yeah. take kyle and run with it no, i'm just kidding scotty you want to tell you want to tell our our listeners uh what you've lined up for our show today i have lined up a lot of this 
no, we, we've got Sounds of the Week each hour, Gordon's List in moments. What's going on at 3.30? But before that, Gordon, a, a esteemed friend of the show, Dale Murphy, will be joining us at 3 o'clock to talk all things baseball negotiation and pandemic and Black Lives Matter, which is fitting. His son had an incident, happened at a, at a protest recently. We'll ask Dale about that. Coming up at 4, Howard Beck will bring us the NBA Daily Assist. 4.30, you'll hear from Jay Hill. Ben Anderson of KSL at 5 o'clock to talk some jazz. And at 5.30, drop of the day. So uh, not too much to do wow. here. Yeah. Wow. All kind of nice work today. Well, with nice. that with that being said, we do have a lot to get going. So why don't we open with more oh of boy. you, Gordon's oh List. Oh, boy. Here we go. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Players aren't just gladiators running around in their underwear. You can't play basketball in, in, in your underwear. You're wearing blue underwear, really? I'm going to keep it, you know? But it's not going to be the look at men, uh, you know, naked men in their underwear. Dare I say his underwear? In our underwear. It came up uh, what, what was perhaps uh, the, uh, the the favored kind of underwear in the NFL, boxers or briefs. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Grandma always said, don't wear your underwear more than once. Obsessed with the underpants at all there, Gordon Monson. Gordon's list is hopefully forever going forward. Brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown, unless they heard that open. What was up with all that, Gordon? You're the one that put it together. You're the one that said it. I thought it was rather brief. Oh, my word. That's the underlying problem of this show right there, I tell you. Probably so. All right. Uh, Go let's ahead. Start, let's start with this, Austin. Uh, are we all comfortable with no. the NBA's restart plan now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was talking about Next question. whether you're being pinched <laughs> by your underwear. Uh, as COVID-19 rages in Florida, I mm. mean, Utah today had its highest ever new case number, 586, man. Mm. This is getting – I used to think 200 was a lot, but I don't think there's been a 200 number in quite some time now. 586 here in Utah. Are we comfortable with this now? Uh, I hope we're not comfortable with it because that would mean that we're just like, yep, this is life now. Every day, 500 more people uh, test positive and, and two to six more people in Utah pass away. Uh, that I hope we're not comfortable with that. But I also, uh, and this is a peek behind the curtain here, Jake Scott has done a lot for me personally during this pandemic to uh, not not to uh, dissuade or, or, or uh, distract me from what's going on, but to give me a... Uh, another voice that I can talk to uh, off air, off the mic before the show and express my concerns with him. And he does a good job of placing it into a reality that I can live with. I'm not comfortable with it, but I can live with what, it. What's the reality? The, the reality being the hospitalization rate is dropping. So, and look, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything here. 500 cases. There's, we've got to, that's so almost 600, 600, right? There's something we've got to do differently and better than what we're doing right now. I am grateful that the hospitalization rates, though, are dropping. So that leads to the question that I have then for you, Gordon. Is it possible that COVID-19, that second wave, is already starting to happen, but it's not as severe 
as that first wave was? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. We'd have to get uh, Dr. Dunn on the phone to, to really analyze that. Uh, all I, I, I still am affected by the raw number. I mean, when I see that many people who are testing positive, that tells me that uh, that maybe the measures we're taking aren't quite up to snuff. Mm. And there are people out there who do believe that the herd immunity or, or having people get it is is in some ways a good thing. I I can't wrap my mind around that. I. I just because when people get this, I know that some swim through it nicely, but there are too many people who really struggle when they get it. And I'm, what's the the death total is up to about 155 or something like that in the state. In our state, and, yeah, we're sitting at uh, I've got it right here. We are at a hundred and oh god, now I now I just lost it. Oh, 100. <laughs> no, we're at 15,839 in our state. Uh, overall in the country, uh, we're way above that. I mean, New York alone has 385,000. Wait, wait, wait. Deaths? How many deaths in Utah? No, cases. I'm sorry. Oh, cases. All You're right. looking for deaths. Uh, mm. I'm not sure on the death number. But okay. One well, is anyway, too many, right? So. More people are getting it. And uh, I, I, until I understand that they're making headway with some medications and things like that. And the vaccine, of course, is off in the distance somewhere yet. But uh, playing sports inside of this environment in Florida yesterday, I think they had like 3,500 new cases. And uh, Today they I, had even more. They had their highest number ever today in Florida. And the Phillies and the Blue Jays are down there. They've shut down their facilities in Clearwater and uh, near Clearwater. And uh, the Phils had eight players and staff members in total test positive for the virus recently. And the Blue Jays had one player who came down with symptoms after spending time with uh, some of those Phillies players. This is how it spreads, man. That's how it spreads, and they've shut those facilities down. This beast is not tamed, not even close. And uh, But I feel like when I watch the behaviors of people, uh, they're getting a little more nonchalant about it is that a fair assessment well uh you know for i'll first respond to you say the beast is not tamed not even close i do think we've made strides against the beast as you call it i do think that that number being 586 today but the hospitalization rate staying the same or even dropping by the day i think that shows that we are improving in some way shape or form uh, but uh, like you said to tame it we're nowhere near where we can say, ah, you will do what we tell you to do, right? Well, you know, Jake has talked about the uh, facilities and the capacity of the facilities since the beginning of this. And I, I understand that. I mean, we don't want to overwhelm hospitals and whatnot. But I think of the individuals who are affected. Uh, that's what gets to me. Mm. Uh, in Florida, I think yesterday they said that like 75 or 76 percent of the hospital beds were filled because of the COVID-19 spread down there. And, and, and for, on a macro level, you want to avoid those kinds of things, obviously, because you don't want anybody not to have availability to what they need for proper care. But but I each one of these cases kind of uh, punches you so, a little bit. So let me ask you then specifically, Gordon, about the NBA situation, being that they're going to Orlando, that's the plan anyhow, and that Florida is – 
currently the highest per day uh, positive rate in the country and had yeah. their highest number today again after yesterday setting a new record. Uh-huh. Michelle Roberts said this, no one is suggesting that this is going to be an infection-free guaranteed environment. I guess unless we go to, well, where would we go? What state has the lowest rate? There's just no way of finding a sterile environment probably on the planet, but certainly not in this country. She then listed the things that they'll have, the little alarm that will sound if you stand six feet or whatever mm-hmm. uh, close to someone within five seconds, or the, the the ring that you can wear that is supposed to monitor your heart rate and uh, your temperature. Do you feel that what her line that said there's no way of finding a sterile environment on this planet is that what we should wait for before we roll these things back out? What's your opinion on that, Gordon? Well, I, that's why I think the the bubble is so important. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday that uh, Anthony Fauci, the well-known doctor, uh, has said that uh, the NFL should follow the NBA's model of, of playing only under a bubble. Which isn't that, possible, by it's, the way. It's very yeah. difficult to do. I don't know how you're going to do that. Uh, you can't. But, but that NBA bubble is so – I mean, when I think of what's going on out there, it's not It's not like a shield. It's right. not like what's – that, what's that city in, uh, in uh, the Avengers, uh, Black oh, Panther, right. Wakanda? Wakanda, or yeah. So they have that protective shield that goes – obviously you can't do that in any way, shape, or form. But that's why it's so important that NBA players and staff, coaches, everybody who's involved in that process, that they honor – what the NBA rule book is, uh, what the guidelines are, what the, what the rules are down there. And, and, and Jake was making fun of the, the comprehensive nature of those rules. But this is the, the, this is the shield. This is the only way those players and coaches and everybody involved in the process can, has any chance of staying safe, uh, in my opinion, uh, with, with the close proximity in which the players have to come with, uh, to each other when they're playing on the court. Uh, there's just no – you can't social distance when you play basketball. And so you have to find a way to keep it absolutely as uh, sterile, for lack of a better word, as you can. Uh, and that's what they're doing down there. So I don't make fun of the double – no doubles, ping pong. I don't make fun of any of that stuff because I think it's that important. Well, if if I may, uh, because I, I'm, I'm right in the middle between you and Jake – on that topic, on that debate, and at times it was fun and silly, and other times we were being serious with it. I'm right in the middle because I feel like it's necessary to have such measurements in place from a just from a cold-hearted legal stance so that if something were to happen, they couldn't sue you because you didn't outlaw doubles ping pong or whatever. On the other hand, I see it as I, I don't know the science behind, well, you can go sweat uh, on each other for 48 minutes in a basketball game, but don't you dare use the same deck of cards when you're not sweating uh, in the hotel lobby. That The science to that doesn't ring true to me that well, that's well, any more protective. That the, the more exposures you get, the more the higher the chances are that you, you might get something, you know? And they, they can't avoid the one, but they want to avoid the other. Really, if we if we were going to do this the safest way possible – you would lose liberties as a person, as an employee, as someone in that bubble. You would surrender your liberties for three months to play, coach, referee, whatever, cover the basketball, where you would be literally on lockdown. You would go from your room to the court, 
back to your room and not see anybody, interact with anybody, but that's not realistic. And if we waited, if we did that, there would be lawsuits, there would be uh, big time problems. I would have a problem with them doing that. If I were an employee or if I were involved there, I'd have a problem for someone in there in that situation. And so they have to find a way to play basketball while the pandemic still rages around us. And I don't know that there's a better way to do it than the way they're going about it, right? All right. Uh, well, I, they are taking liberties away from the players and the coaches. They, they already have infringed on those things in order to make this feasible. Yeah. We'll see. You can still have people out. come in, though, from outside the bubble. You can yeah. still you can still it's physically possible to leave the bubble and come back. Uh, yeah, I, I but don't... those those are only under extreme circumstances. Because the, the it's punitive coming back into the bubble. You've got to be isolated, and they give you uh, more severe testing, and then you've got to be quarantined for a number of days. So uh, the, the, right. the, message, the message isn't, no, you can't leave this bubble, but it is, you can't leave this bubble. Well, that's how, and they, I, and I, that's how they've done the, it in New Zealand has not had a COVID positive test in, I think, three months and the reason for that is they shut their borders completely down, no leaving, no entering. They got it eradicated among, amongst their population, and they have sporting events playing today with filled stadiums. South Korea did the same thing, and they had trace contact, contact tracing that here in America we would never stand for, but they got the thing under control. And we've got to find a way to balance our liberties and our freedoms with also, you know, killing the beast, as you call it. And I don't know that we've done it the right way, and I don't know if there is a better way to do it without surrendering more liberties, which I would not be comfortable surrendering, if that makes any sense. All right, coming up on the list, uh, Austin, we got uh, we got uh, some information about the Jazz. Did you see what Bruce Arena said about uh, not playing the national anthem before sporting events? No. And uh, do you believe in second chances? All of that coming up next on the list. It's Gordon's List. It's a Friday edition of The Big Show. Still to come, Dale Murphy, Howard Beck, Ben Anderson. You'll also hear from Jay Hill and uh, various other sounds of clips and, and, and merriment come forward on the big show today. But right now it's time for a back-to-basketball update. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ennis Cantor, this is a story we've been following for years now. He, he tweeted out that his father has been released after seven years imprisonment in Turkey, uh, taken through what he des- described as a kangaroo court, accusing him of being a criminal just because he was Ennis Cantor's dad. Rejoice for the Cantor family that Ennis Cantor's father has been released. He says they won't forget the others, hundreds of t- tens of thousands of others in Turkey that have been imprisoned wrongfully. Clay Thompson has been fully medically cleared to return to action. Well, uh, the Golden State Warriors, of course, will not be participating in Orlando. They're not part of that 22-team field. And the NBA players, the smart ring that the players will wear to monitor COVID-19 symptoms while in Orlando it is literally a ring that they're going to wear on their finger like a mood ring. More on that still to come. We'll get more details as the Disney Magic Band 
comes about. That's a back-to-basketball update presented by Zions Bank right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I can feel my face when I'm with you. But I love it. But I love it. Oh, I can feel End my of the face day. when I'm with you. Picked by me, presented by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon, you familiar with The weekend? I would respond to you, Austin, but I can't hear you. Oh, let's see if we can. Sounds like you're uh, broadcasting from somewhere in Argentina. Uh, Is the music too loud or what's the... No, I can't. I can't hear. I can barely hear you. It sounds like... Linda, we've got both program and audition in on both pots there. Interesting. Turn that music what? off. See if that fixes it. Yeah, Austin is that better? Disappeared on me. I hear a faint voice way off in the distance somewhere. Oh, that's not good. Uh, well, uh, the weekend is a Canadian singer-songwriter who came to fame about ten years ago. Just started putting up uh, videos and music MP3s on YouTube, and now he's one of the highest-selling, uh, most listened-to and downloaded artists in the world. The weekend. Right here, band of the day. want to remind you, our show is brought to you each and every day by Mountain America Credit Union. You can get incredible interest rates on any purchase through Mountain America Credit Union. Give them a call at 1-800-748-4302, 1-800-748-4302, or visit macu.com. We'll talk with uh, TJ Walk later on in the show for a market update presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Gordon, you're with me now? Uh, it's the same thing, Austin. You're some sometime during the break. You went from being loud and clear to being way far away. I can I can hear you, but barely. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us what? It, it sounds to me like your mic isn't on. Tell us what's next on the list there, and uh, we'll figure that out uh, here in in a second. Okay. Uh, so th- this is a story that I saw that I, I'm trying to to to, to figure out. Uh, how I feel about it. In fact, it's a situation where I have like a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other, and the two of them are arguing back and forth as to how I feel about this. Uh, disgraced former Tennessee basketball coach Donnie Tyndale, who was hit in, I believe it was 2016, it was like four or five years ago, with a 10-year show-cause penalty for an academic scandal academic fraud scandal at Southern Miss, a really, really bad situation there. He w- he was severely punished for it, uh, and, and after five years, he's been hired as the head coach at uh, Chipola Junior College in Florida, and I'm trying to figure out how I feel about that, yeah. and I'm not exactly sure. I like second chances for people, but uh, you you wonder when it's, as severe as it was in this particular case, should this guy be back coaching again at any level? He's at the junior college level. Uh, obviously, the NCAA wouldn't permit him to be back at that level. But I, I like people to have second chances, but that was pretty egregious what uh, what occurred there at Southern Miss. And, and if I'm not 
if I remember the details, it was, as you just uh, mentioned, academic and financial fraud was involved in that whole thing, was it not? Yeah, it was it was bad. It was it was not a good situation there. And and so what do you, what do we do with that? I mean, yeah. is this enough time is enough pa- time passed to think okay, uh the guy did something, something really bad happened under his watch. Is it okay now? Can we accept him back in in college basketball to be uh to run another program? I guess Chipola Junior College decided it was okay for him to do it. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know about how I feel about that. Right, and I, I don't know how I feel either because I'm not involved in these interviews with him. I'm not familiar with his case file. I, I don't know just how much he really has changed or mended his ways. I do see a quote from him saying that he doesn't agree with the punishment that he was given, which would lead me to believe the, and he says that's a two-hour story. I could bore you with the details, but I'll just say I don't agree with the penalty that was given 100% no. That, when I hear or read something like that, I wonder, this guy feels like he's sorry he got caught rather he, yeah. than he's sorry that he did it. If that's the case, then, yeah, I have misgivings about hiring him to be my head coach. If he's yeah. a guy like uh, a, a different situation where, let's say, a coach at the college level makes some mistakes, uh, does some things wrong, breaks some rules, loses his gig, de- cleans up his life, uh, repents, so to speak, to use a heavy religious term, uh, mends his ways, apologizes and fixes and repairs where he can, where it's possible, and is still a really good basketball coach, do I then hire him at uh, my school or at the NBA level or anywhere else? I guess the answer really, Gordon, is each individual situation has to be judged alone, not based on precedent to some degree, wouldn't you say? I suppose. I mean, yeah, you got to consider the individual circumstances but and the attitude, you know. But it's like you said, I'm not sure that he <laughs> fully grasped the, uh, the the gravity of what uh, what what he had done, you know. Yeah, exactly. But Donnie Tyndall, Tyndall, you know, I don't know if he'll be a great coach. I don't know if he'll break the rules again. Uh, I'm just glad I don't make the decision that Chipola College makes. Well, he but. won a lot of games at uh, he won a lot of games at Moorhead State, where he was, and then at Southern Miss before he went to Tennessee. He didn't last long in Tennessee because the other things came up. I think he was like 16 and 16 in his first year mm. with the Vols. But uh, we'll see how that turns out and uh, what kind of program he runs moving forward. Maybe he's learned his lessons and maybe he can go forward with it. That's the kind of thing we'd like to believe in, that somebody who's screwed up can uh, can reinvent himself and move forward. I think most of us like to think that that's a possibility. Sure. We shall see. Austin, let me ask you this. Uh, the Jazz, in your opinion, I've heard Jake's thoughts on this, but what are the keys, do you think, for the Jazz to have a chance when the season resumes? I mean to have a real chance. I'm not talking about uh, just, okay, going out and playing, you know, winning six, you know, 55% of your games or something. I mean really making an impact in the West – particularly into the heading into the playoffs and then once they get there. Well, uh, are you asking Austin Horton the conspiracy theorist or are you asking Austin Horton the radio analyst and host? 
Well, I I prefer the radio analyst. I think. Oh well, I prefer the conspiracy theorist. It's not as it's not as boring an answer. Uh, well, I'll do give you. Think you... something has been, been built against the Jazz? Not just the Jazz. I I think that there's legitimate uh, uh, chance that the NBA you'll see every single call go pro Lakers in Orlando next month. You're going to see every uh, measure taken uh, to make sure that LeBron James gets a championship with the crowned jewel of the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, as empty or hollow or asterisk uh, attended fi- uh, that uh, championship may be. But that's the conspiracy side of me. Well, that- wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't actually believe that, do you? Part of me does, yeah. Part of me absolutely sees that that could be a 30 for 30 20 years from now. What if I told you that the Lakers were given favoritism in, in Orlando's bubble? Wait, absolutely. You think, you think the entire NBA would be willing to, to coordinate a coronation of the Lakers <laughs> led by LeBron James? But the entire NBA, meaning Adam Silver and looking at how much money that, that was lost with the whole China thing and then the pandemic. Yeah, I think it would make a lot of business sense to make sure the world's most popular athlete, the highest, the, sells more shoes, sells more advertising, sells more games, more league passes. Uh, he's got a movie coming out. I think it would make complete business sense in a down financial year for that guy to win the NBA championship. Yes. I just can't believe that uh, the entire institution would, at least the leadership of it, would sign (laughs) off on any such thing or even send any kind of message, whether it was overt or covert, that that is what they they wanted under this scenario. I'm not saying that people don't make mistakes sometimes, but I think if the NBA ever did that and then, like you said, a 30 for 30 came out years later, I mean, that would be – that in a year of 2020 that is already chock full of huge stories, that would be a huge sports story yep. to think an entire league somehow was subverted at the end by leadership who wanted LeBron and the Lakers to succeed so they could make more money. Is I, there? This is I coming from the man who believes there's aliens, though. You're telling me I'm crazy to think the NBA would want to make more money in a down financial year, but there's aliens out there. Yeah, but at the at the price of absolute losing credibility. I, I, no, I, this stuff has happened I, in the past, and I, they I haven't lost credibility. The, They're still the that? NBA. This stuff has happened in the past. The frozen envelope, was that true or not? Well, did did uh, the Cavaliers really win the lottery after LeBron James left? On and on and on and on and on. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories, and that's why I told you that's the what, what's 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 more exciting for me to sit here and tell you. Well, for the Jazz to have a legitimate chance, Mike Conley's got to play better, or for me to tell you perhaps there's a conspiracy theory happening. I think one's one's exciting and one's boring, and those are my two answers. Though one is for the Jazz to have a legitimate chance, LeBron James has to not be uh, conspired with to win the championship, and Mike Conley has to play a lot better than he has this season. All right, coming up <laughs> on the on the list, I have uh, Bruce Arena, the former U.S. men's national team coach and current coach of uh, Major League Soccer's New England Revolution. He says that playing the national anthem before games is, quote, inappropriate. Hmm. Do you agree? We'll get to that coming up next. And Gordon will tell us. Hmm.
What is Hidden Inside Roswell, New Mexico's Area 51? <laughs> Coming up next right here on The Big Show. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jake Scott out today. Gordon Monson sitting in uh, as he does because it's his show. And I'm Austin Horton pretending to be a host today. And really, I'm just getting out of the way because Gordon's list rolls along. And Gordo, I assume before we get to Del Murphy at the top of the next hour, you've got some more things on that list. I do have a few things. Uh, Let's get to uh, at least some of them real quick. As I mentioned uh, before the break, Bruce Arena, former uh, U.S. men's national team coach and current coach of the New England Revolution, says playing the national anthem before games is, quote, inappropriate. Uh, He said, we don't play it before movies or plays on Broadway. He said, why are we playing it before sporting events? And, you know, I've gone back and looked at the history of why it's played. And some people say it dates back as far as the Civil War. And others say it started in 1918. And then the motivations for playing the anthem in some cases were to, to, to act patriotic so that people would be more likely to go through the gate and to sit in for games and pay the money to do so. Uh, others think it's a, it's a great idea to, uh, to rally some degree of unity. And others say it doesn't belong there. What say you, Austin Horton? Uh, I say, first of all, I, I heard a national show on our air a couple weeks ago mention in passing that the the reason the anthem and the big flag and all that is done before the NFL games is it was monetized and it was sold, and then they moved right along from that. And I, I couldn't find any evidence to support that. I, would, I was curious to see, well, what, what are they talking about? So I don't know if that's true or not. My opinion on the national anthem is if we don't play it, ahead of sporting events, when will we ever hear it? Yeah. Uh, I, there's no there's no other, as Bruce Arena said, you don't play it at movie theaters, you don't play it at, at church, you don't play it at home, unless we gather uh, before we leave the house every morning as a family and play the anthem, when do we, when will we hear it? And it is a song and, and a, the flag, it all means so much to me. You know, I've sung the national anthem at several uh, venues, at the Bees, at the racetrack, at the jazz game. I really take that stuff seriously. It's a somber moment to pay tribute to those living and dead who have given all and given everything they have for the ideas of freedom and liberty, not just in this country, but around the world. Now, to say that that's inappropriate to play before a sporting event, I couldn't disagree more. What I do say is inappropriate is if somebody protests peacefully during the anthem, even if it is that they hate the flag, even if that's the reason, that's the idea that this country is about is they can do that. And to have a problem with someone protesting peacefully, that is inappropriate in my opinion. If we take that stuff away, when do they get to voice their opinions? When do they get to protest? 
Uh, if you disagree or agree with Colin Kaepernick and how he protested, he, you can't say that he didn't do it peacefully because he did. And I don't know if we take away the anthem that we'll ever get those moments of free speech like we're afforded now. So I disagree with Coach Arenas. I don't find it inappropriate. I just find it uh, – I find his uh, idea that it's inappropriate weird. I don't know. Hmm. I I was since I saw that Bruce was saying that I've I've gone back. Did you know that the national anthem wasn't even adopted as the national anthem until 1931? 31, really? Because because yeah. it was written in 18 the War of 1812, right? Francis Scott Key wrote it during, during that war. During that, those were the rockets, red glare. Did we have a different national anthem before 1931? I don't think so. So I, that maybe okay. that maybe that was the unofficial anthem prior to. But anyway, someone came up with the idea to play it before sporting events, and they thought that it was uh, beneficial on a lot of levels to uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe if you want to be skeptical for the bottom line, but uh, maybe some people, I think a lot of people, attribute it to the, what you just described, a moment uh, to unify people, uh, a moment for people to think about the good things. Uh, not just uh, in, in more recent time the bad things, but the, the, the things that we could agree upon, the good things yeah. in the country, to unify over that. But but there are people who who are, are protesting the, the social injustice, and right. and and I have been educated as this uh, as this thing has gone on that uh, they're, these protests are not about the flag, they're not about the anthem, they're not about the the uh, you know the military, they're about injustice and things that need to be corrected and you're right it's a great opportunity for people to bring that to mind both the good and the bad i guess i, also, I don't think sorry, i don't think ahead. it's going away anytime soon i don't yeah. think somebody's just going to say okay we're not going to do this anymore yeah i hope not i hope that's the case uh, and uh, one thing i did also want to add is there's a special moment to uh, being being in a, at a sporting event inside a stadium or at a field or whatever, and you pause before that that game begins and and hear that anthem and stand at attention and think how lucky and blessed we are in this country to have the freedom to go out and watch a game of sport or if maybe we should play it at the movie theater. I don't to be able to have the freedom to go out and do stuff and do things that we took we take for granted all the time and. I think that the, the if we're looking for silver linings, then that's not the right right word for it. But for uh, uh, benefits or, or pros, if we're making a pro and con list of the pandemic, I think one thing that will uh, come out of this on the good side is I, for one, am never going to take going to the movie theater again for granted. Going out to a restaurant just because I feel like it for granted. Being able to go to church if I feel like it, and not worry, am I putting my child and my wife and myself or anyone else around us in real peril, in real danger? Those are things I'm not going to take for granted anymore. And I think as we stand at attention during the anthem, or even if you're protesting during the anthem, appreciate, take that moment and appreciate the freedoms that you have to be in that moment in this country. It's, uh, it's really important, I think, to keep that in mind as well. All right. Well said, Austin. Uh, two quick things. Uh, Albert Pujols uh, will cover the salary of furloughed Angels employees. Uh, Austin, I thought that might be of particular interest to you. We've seen other instances of that kind of generosity. I thought that was pretty cool on Pujols' part. He may not be able to hit home runs like he once <laughs> did, but uh, he 
helping out in that regard. And coming up later in the show at some point, we're pretty loaded up today, but I saw a story. Did you see the video of Rory McIlroy hitting that one wayward drive and then promptly dropping an F-bomb? No, I didn't. Uh, no. uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about swearing, whether it's okay, whether it's therapeutic, uh, whether it's helpful, whether it's hurtful. We'll get into that. But we have Dale Murphy coming up next, I believe, don't we? Yeah, we have Dale Murphy coming up next. See what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> no, I, was, I was, you wanted to talk about swearing, and so, I dropped a what, word in there between Dale well, and Murphy, but you didn't why hear don't it. You, uh, I didn't hear that part. Why don't you take <laughs> us to break in my voice? Austin. All right. Come on up next. Uh, the great, uh, esteemed Dale Murphy right here on 97.5. This, this is, is ridiculous. Own, this is the big show.